Welcome to Excess Returns, where we focus on what works over the long term in the markets. Join us as we talk about the strategies and tactics that can help you become a better long-term investor. Justin Carboneau and Jack Forehand are principals at Validia Capital Management. The opinions expressed in this podcast do not necessarily reflect the opinions of Validia Capital. No information on this podcast should be construed as investment advice. Securities discussed in the podcast may be holdings of clients of Validia Capital. Hi guys, this is Justin. In this episode of Excess Returns, Jack and I discuss a few things value investors should consider when looking for opportunities in a market like we're in today, where business activity has come to a standstill, and there's little insight into financials due to COVID-19 and the shutdown. From the amount of cash on balance sheets to deploying negative screens, diversification, and figuring out ways to determine what a company's profits may look like in normal times, we expand on some of these points to try to help give investors strategies they can use for constructing portfolios and analyzing stocks. Thank you for listening. I hope you enjoy the discussion. Um, you wrote an article about um, the different things that you would want to look at and consider when building a value portfolio in times of crisis, particularly in this time we're in with COVID-19, the uncertainty around the economy, around company fundamentals, um, and a whole bunch of things. So. Um, why don't you start by just kind of framing it up and then we'll get into the four points that you outlined in your article. Yeah, you know, we're in an unprecedented period with value right now. We're in an unprecedented period with the economy, with the market. I mean, we've completely shut down the entire economy. We don't know how long we're going to do it. And, and the question is, how does that affect you as a value investor? You know, if you're trying to build a value portfolio, what are some things that are important to look at now? And also, is this really different for value? And, you know, that, that's an important point as well is, you know, as value investors, we're always dealing with some degree of a crisis. Um, you know, when we had interviewed Tobias Carlisle for our podcast, um, he, he gave a great quote on that. And what he said is, I don't know that this is any different than what we as value investors always do. We're always buying something in a crisis. Usually it's more specific to the company. But the reason you get this chance to buy is because there's massive uncertainty. People mm-hmm. just don't know what the next quarter or two will look like. And so for value guys, that's business as usual. And, and so to some extent, he's right. I mean, we're all the companies we're buying as value investors are always have problems. They always have troubles. But what's interesting about this situation is this is really something affecting everybody at once. And, and because it's a shutdown of the entire economy, it brings up a bunch of questions about, you know, are some of these stocks that have been beaten down, are they really values? You know, how do you value a company when the earnings for this year are going to be so different than what the earnings looked like last year? So I think what I want to do with the article is address some of these issues about what are, what is the impact of COVID-19 on value investing and what are maybe some things as value investors we can do to maybe better deal with a period like this. Okay, so your first point here is cash and the ability to get it is king. Yeah, you know, bankruptcy risk is always a risk with value. You know, you always have a a relatively high error rate. You know, the companies you're buying as a value investor always have some degree of problems. And obviously, bankruptcy is the biggest problem. And when you're dealing with a situation like this, bankruptcy risk is going to be elevated. I mean, companies have been completely shut down. And and you have to think about what is, can they get through this to see the other side with their business? You know, it's interesting. We had, uh, Gavin Baker had done a podcast with Patrick O'Shaughnessy where he talked about a lot, a screen a lot of people are running right now is that they're looking at companies and they're saying, what is their ability to maintain their cash in a zero revenue environment? So if you, if you look at their cash flow and then you assume they have zero revenue, how long can their cash on the balance sheet last? And, you know, if you want to stop being a value investor for the rest of your life, if you want to sell your entire value portfolio, that's probably a great screen to run right now. Because if you run that quantitatively and you back out revenue for all these companies, you're going to find that they have very little runway, almost all of them. 
but the it actually the news is not that bad because a lot of companies have things they can do to adjust. So there's expenses that can be managed. There's expenses that can either be delayed or eliminated altogether. There's sources of financing out there. There's things like lines of credit. You know, we just today when we we're recording this, Boeing just did a big debt issuance. So there's ability to go to the private debt market. Some of these companies are going to the government who's helping them. There, there's a lot of different things that you can't necessarily as a quantitative use a quantitative model to figure out, but it. it shows that these companies maybe have ability to sustain themselves longer than you think. But either way, you know, it's very important if you're buying a value stock right now that you have a high level of confidence that they'll be there on the other side of this thing. Because if they won't be there on the other side of this thing, they're not really a value. Yeah, I guess two points with that is, you know, with the revenue, it's it's not like revenue is going to be zero for 12 months. So there's going to be, it's going to be very low for a period of time. But, you know, hopefully when things reopen, and businesses start opening opening up it might not be what it was but you know hopefully it's not zero for the full year so that's that's one probably thing to just sort of think about on the revenue point i guess um and then the yeah, other you know, thing I was, is oh go ahead uh, i was just going to say and the other thing is you know in terms of cash part of it a big part of it's obviously paying expenses um but the other part of it is debt service too and you know the interest um expense that they have because a lot of these companies you know, obviously have um, debt that they have to make payments on. So, um, you know, th those are just two points I was thinking of when you were talking about like the cash part. Yeah. And, you know, I, what I was doing there was I was looking at the monthly, basically like the monthly cash burn with zero revenue. And, you know, most of these companies, the amount of time they had was measured in months before they would be out of cash. But like I said, you know, there's a lot, that's not really an accurate calculation because there's so much, this is one of those instances where a human value investor can do a better job than a quant model can of figuring things out because I can't quantify, you know, what line of credit do they have available or what will they be able to go to the debt market and get, right. or which, you know, can they call up their landlord and delay their rent payments for six months? You know, I can't quantify all that. But that a human investor can really dig in and figure that out. And well, we, as, as quantitative investors, have a different way we deal with it, which we'll talk about in one of the other points. Okay. But it, this is one of the cases where a human might have a little bit of an advantage. But just to shake that out, so you basically looked at top line revenue divided by 12, and then you looked at um, that, gave, that gave you your monthly you know, revenue, and then you basically looked at um, cash on hand in terms of current assets. And then how did you get the expense side? You so I looked like at, no, what I did is I looked at monthly cash flow. So okay. I looked at the total cash the company's generating, and then I backed out monthly revenue. And so I said, here's the cash they're generating. What if there was zero revenue? And then you take that number, which is sort of a monthly burn number, and you compare it to the actual cash on the balance sheet and say, how many months can they survive? But again, like I said, it's not... I, I wouldn't put any meaning whatsoever in that calculation because it doesn't take into account all these other things companies can do. Right. But it is a little bit shocking when you run it to see how little cash some of these value companies have relative to w what a zero revenue situation would look like. Yeah, that's interesting. Um, okay, your your second point is diversification takes um, on added importance. Um, yeah, you know, it's, it's really tempting. It's really tempting right now to go out and say, all right, look at this beaten down airline. I want to buy that. Or look at this cruise line. I want to buy that. And it's very hard as a value investor to figure out, you know, whether any individual company, what, how this is going to work out for them. And so, or even an individual industry, you know, you might want to go buy a basket of airlines and say the airlines are going to come back. But we don't know. I mean, we sort of know some about the government bailouts of airlines, but we don't know if there's going to be further bailouts. We don't know what's going to happen to the equity in these bailouts. So we just don't know 
what the future for any of these industries or any of these companies look like. And so it's, it's very important to have a portfolio right now that's diversified across a bunch of stocks, but also diversified across a bunch of industries. Because what we're trying to do as a value investor is we're trying to take advantage of cheapness on a broad scale. And you know, it, it can be very, very risky to try to take these industry bets right now or to try to take these individual company bets. So I think diversification is probably even more important right now than it normally is. Yeah, and you're basically, we're talking about systematic value investing here. We're, you know, I think your more traditional fundamental value investor, someone like, I don't know, I mean, you can take Buffett or whatever. I mean, they may take more concentrated bets on specific industries, but for us, we're talking quant and value, right? Right, and, and even those people have to be careful right now because it's very hard, even if you're diving deep into the fundamentals of United Airlines, it's very hard to figure out how this is going to play out. So, you know, even those types of people probably don't want to make massive bets on one individual company right now or massive bets on one industry right now. You know, you probably want to at least have some limits to that because there, there's just so much risk out there and so much uncertainty. Right. All right. So your third point that you had was consider what a company might look like during more no normal times. So what did you what were you trying to get at there? Yeah, you know, we're sort of in an unprecedented period right now. In 2020, earnings for all these companies are going to be either horrible or a loss. And so if you're going to try to value a company based on price to earnings or price to cash flow, you know, you almost have to discount whatever the valuation is based on 2020 earnings. And you have to say, what does this company look like during normal times? And, you know, normal times could be what it looked like in 2019 for some companies. Normal times could be an average across the economic cycle for some companies. It could be if you're doing your own bottom-up work, it could be what you think it's going to make in 2021. But, you know, you can't value the companies based on what's going on right now because this is, in theory, at least a short-term thing. And so it's important if, if you want to figure out is this company really cheap to understand what it looks like in normal times and what it trades at now relative to those normal times. Yeah, I mean, it's, I think it's really tough because, you know, it's like no one, first of all, projecting, you know, future earnings is just difficult to begin with. We, we use historical earnings, the average of the three, four, and five-year um, growth earnings growth rate to get at like an earnings growth number in most of our models. But, you know, with earnings probably going to be down so much this year and then, the, you know, the big unknown with how they're going to rebound, it's just tough to sort of project those earnings in the future and, and have any idea about what's you know, what they're going to look like. Um, yeah. So. And, you know, you could say use, you could say use 2019 as a normal year, but the, one of the problems with that is 2019 may have been sort of the top of the economic cycle. So that may be too optimistic a way to look at it. You know, when we had mm -hmm. Tobias Carlyle on the podcast, he talked about using an average over a period of time across the economic cycle of earnings. And so that may be the best way to do it right now. But either way, you know, looking at 2020 is, is an ugly situation and trying to value companies based on the negative earnings of 2020 is just not going to be possible. And so you have to look to some other period to figure out what is this company worth when I think it gets back to normal. Right. Um, your first uh, number four point here was a negative um, quality screen becomes more important during times like these. Um, what were you? Yeah, that gets that gets back to my original point about cash is if we can't if there's so many variables in cash that as a quantitative investor, it's hard to figure out if the company has enough cash. What you can do to see if a company is going to get through a crisis like this is look at some other things. And, you know, we have a negative quality screen we use and other people have different ones. And there's no there's not necessarily a right way to do it. But for instance, if you look at companies that have high debt, those companies are obviously going to be less likely to get through something like this. If you have companies whose earnings, earnings estimates are not that reliable, but directionally they are generally correct. So if you look at companies whose earnings are dramatically, dramatically supposed to decline, like at the bottom 5% of all stocks in, in, you know, in the market, 
those companies may be companies you want to avoid right now. Or if you have com if you have companies that don't have solid cash flows to keep up with their earnings, those might be the companies you want to avoid. And then finally, as a, as a catch-all, if you look at companies with the absolute worst relative strength, again, like the bottom 5%, those companies probably have some sort of major problem, even if they're not recognized in the fundamentals. And those are the companies that are le most likely to go bankrupt. And so using things like that, you can sort of indirectly get at, is this a company that's going to make it through a crisis like this? We talked about that uh, negative quality screen in episode five. So we'll in, put the link to that um, episode in your original article in the show notes here. So people, if they want to learn more about that, they can um, see how we do it basically on our end. All right. So those are those are four, um, I think, very important points that value investors sort of need to consider and think about, um, you know, during times like this. Um, do you have any sort of concluding thoughts or remarks before we wrap it up? Yeah, I think what, what Toby told us in the podcast is really important, which is as value investors, we're always buying in a crisis. So this is not the time to say, I want to abandon value investing because we're in the middle of a crisis and I can't figure out what these companies are worth. You know, whether it's at the company level or sort of on a market-wide level, we're always buying in a crisis. And being able to stay the course during these crises is so important. And also, when you, when you look at data on the backside of bear markets, you know, a lot of times, and this happened in 2008, a, a lot of times these deep value companies are the first ones to go up and they lead the market back up. And so you have to be able to sit through these periods in value, these really bad periods in order to get the really good periods. So I don't think it's any time to be abandoning value, but I think there are certain things you can do right now to make sure that your value strategy is robust and make sure you don't take too much risk in one area. And so these were four things I think you can do to help with that. Great. That's a great way to wrap it up, I think. All right. Thank you guys for um, watching. We hope to see you next time. Thank you. Hi guys, this is Justin again. Thanks so much for tuning into this episode of Excess Returns. You can follow Jack on Twitter at, at @practicalquant and follow me on Twitter at, at @jjcarboneau. If you found this discussion interesting and valuable, please subscribe in either iTunes or on YouTube or leave a review or a comment. We appreciate it.